Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, it's okay. You're addicted to Dynasty and I am too. My name is Justin Christopher and I'm a Dynasty Freak. I love the NFL. I watch every game every week and I love drafting, trading, scouting, managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So do you. So let's talk some Dynasty. Today what we're going to do is we're actually going to go back and uh, do some analysis of the 2017 rookie draft. It's going to be really fun to look back and see uh, some of the players that I had ranked, where I had them ranked before um, we had our rookie drafts and where we would rank them now. So we'll re-rank the uh, 2017 rookie class. In addition, what we'll do is we'll actually look at their average draft position, and that will actually help me see some places where I was right and some places where I was wrong. This is a really good practical thing for us to do as Dynasty owners is to go back and look at where we had guys ranked prior to those rookie drafts uh, several years back and see where you would rank people today. And it really gives you a chance to look and be honest about some of your assessments. So I'll, I'll talk about some places where I think that I hit and some places where I think that I missed because I did miss some, I think particularly um, in this year's draft. So I'll walk through each of the players really quickly. I'll, I'm only going to talk about my top 20 that I had ranked that year and a little bit about what I think about them now. And then make some overall observations as well as where I hit and where I missed. Hopefully I'll talk about some players that are on your teams and we'll, of course, be talking about the different values of players. So hope that you enjoy this podcast. Thanks for giving a listen. So in 2017, uh, my number one player that I had in my pre-draft, so before the rookie draft, was uh, Corey Davis. He was number one in all my leagues that I'm in. His average draft position was number three, so I wasn't too far off there. My number two player that I had was Leonard Fournette, and he was actually the consensus number one. He was the first pick in almost all of my uh, rookie drafts that I was a part of. Joe Mixon I had ranked number three, and his average draft position was number five in my rookie drafts. I had Christian McCaffrey number four. His average draft position was number three in our rookie drafts um, that I'm in. We had Dalvin Cook at number five, who also stayed at number five uh, ADP in my rookie drafts that year. Uh, Mike Williams uh, was number five, or number six on my board, but was a number five in ADP. Uh, Kareem Hunt was number seven by my board, and he was uh, number nine as far as where he was drafted, so I was a little higher on him than most. And then uh, Samaje Piran and John Ross were eight and nine. Of course, these you're going to see are the two big busts in the first round. Everyone else did pretty well in the first round this year, but Samaje Piran and John Ross, uh, not so much. And uh, 10, I had O.J. Howard. His average draft position was number nine. Uh, 11, I had Evan Ingram, and his average draft position was number 18. So more on him later, but that's the biggest disparity where I had him 11, but he was drafted number 18 in all the drafts that I was average draft position at 18. So I was way higher on him than most. Uh, number 12 for me that year was David Njoku. Uh, his ADP was number 15, so I was a little higher on him than what others did in the drafts I was a part of. 13, a big bust, was Joe Williams. I had him number 13, and his average draft position was number 21, so I was way off on him. Just as I was right on Evan Ingram, I was wrong on Joe Williams. I think everyone started to buy into the uh, Kyle Shanahan hype, and I think I did a little bit too much and drank the Kool-Aid that year and uh, would have drafted him too early. Number 14 for me that year was Alvin Kamara, and he was actually drafted number 12. His average draft position was number 12. So obviously everyone's happy if they hit him at number 12. Um, I was a little lower on him, which more on that in a bit. Uh, number 15 was Deontay Foreman, and I actually had him 15, and he was average draft position was 15. 
I had Juju a little higher than most because I had him at number 16. Juju Smith-Schuster was actually number 17 in ADP in my drafts that year. Zay Jones, I was actually a lot lower on. I had him as my number 17 rookie that year, but his average draft position was 14. So I was, I was lower on him, and rightfully so in that, in that regard. Jamal Williams was who I had at number 18 that year. His average draft position was number 20, so I was a little higher on him than most. Uh, verdict's still out a bit on him. Another miss for me was Gerald Everett. I had him as number th uh, my number 19 ranked player that year, and he was average draft position was 30. <laughs> so I was way too high on him. He obviously has yet to break out. Some think this might be the year for him to break out, but uh, I'm uncertain and I don't even know what the tight end role plays there in McVay's offense uh, with the Rams. So wrong on him. And finally, number 20 for me that year was Marlon Mack, but his average draft position was 15. So I was lower on him than most. Um, and that was one that I looked right at, right at the start, but now kind of looking back at it after last year, it looks like Matt could really make something of himself, so could have been wrong there. So here's some just general overall observations. Again, I would really recommend that you would do this with your drafts too. Save whatever documents or whichever way you put together your draft boards. Save those draft boards. Go back and look at 2017 and see where you can learn. Here's a couple things I think we learned overall, particularly from this class. Uh, first is that the top wide receivers busted. This was like a really bad year for the top wide receivers. So the top wide receivers in this class were Corey Davis, Mike Williams, and John Ross. And thus far, they've all been a bust. Now, we know they're coming into their third year, which some believe that's the, the year where they can really make a breakout. So they do have time to improve. And in various ways, they've each showed some sort of flashes. I know I lost in the championship of one of my leagues because of the way that Mike Williams ended his year with the touchdowns that he had on the Super Bowl, on our fantasy Super Bowl. John Ross was a touchdown maker this year, but hadn't done much. And Corey Davis has had spurts of, of looking like he could be really good. And I think Mariota is probably the problem there at this point. But they're all coming to their third year. But here's what's wild. When you look at really where they are now, when I re-rank, so I went back and I re-ranked this whole rookie class. And then what you have is a lot of the wide receivers that are outside of my top 20 actually would be ranked in my top 20 when I re-rank them today. Um, that would be players like uh, Kenny Galladay. Cooper Cup, Chris Godwin, they are all in the range, or Galladay and Cup actually have ahead of all three of those that were drafted the first round, Davis, Williams, and Ross. All three of those are behind Kenny Galladay and Cooper Cup, and I think I have uh, one of those guys behind Chris Godwin in my rankings. Of course, Juju's the one that went on to be a star of this whole class. He's the only wide receiver that we would look at and say he's, you know, a, a definitely a dynasty stud for me. I have him ranked as my number seven or number six uh, wide receiver overall now. So he's really the shining star of that class of wide receivers. But for the most part, it kind of flip-flopped. Three guys drafted in the first round are worse than a lot of the guys that were drafted much later uh, in our drafts. Second observation I made is that all the top running backs hit minus one. So minus Samaj P. Ryan. So if you're looking back on your draft and you were the one that drafted Samaj P. Ryan amidst all those other running backs, I'm really sorry. <laughs> that, that's not cool. And that just happens to us sometimes, right? He was right there in the mix of where Kareem Hunt was taken. Um, so right, right there in that, that range. I know a lot of people drafted him before Kareem Hunt in my leagues, even some before Dalvin Cook or Joe Mixon. So he's the only one they missed, though. But if you look overall, if you want to take a, talk about McCaffrey, Kamara, um, if you want to talk about Mixon and Fournette and Cook and Hunt, like all those guys have maintained their values. So that's one thing you can look at from this class was the, the top running backs generally were highly ranked, and whereas there were 
uh, wide receivers that came from the bottom outside of our top 20 that now would be in our top 20. There's not as many in the case when it comes to the running backs. All those guys minus P. Ryan have maintained their relative draft position. Hunt, of course, is a little bit suspect given the suspensions. That changed things a bit. And uh, Dalvin Cook, you know, has been injured compared to the other guys a lot more. But still, they've maintained their position. The only guys that were able to come from below the top 20 to now be ranked in my top 20 would be James Conner and Terry Cohen. Uh, I've got actually Conner ranked as my number five running back um, if I was to re-rank this class. And then Cohen is my number 16. So two running backs kind of came out of nowhere, whereas you look at uh, receivers, there were multiple receivers that came um, out of nowhere. So third, th- third general observations was that quarterbacks were the steal of the draft, right? Like here's, this is the draft that had Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. And you would notice when I listed my top 20 players that year, um, I did not list any of them. I did not list them in my top 20. Um, nobody really had Mahomes in their top 20. A number of people did with Watson. And I'll give you some more reasons why I did what I did and what I've learned from it on that in a bit. So this is some of my general overall thoughts on the 2017 uh, rookie draft. Let me just give you an idea of something, some place where I feel like I hit and actually two places where I feel like I missed and it's where I'm going to grow and learn. One of the things that we have to do as dynasty owners is we have to be honest about where we succeeded and where we failed and where, what we can learn from it. So we want to go back and look at these drafts. This is just a practice to help us learn uh, from our mistakes so that we can be better dynasty owners in the years to come. Let me give you an idea of where I think I hit. Uh, that year in particular, I really hit on tight ends, especially with Evan Ingram. Um, I was really good. This was like a really good tight end class, like overall. Everyone was really excited about Howard and Ingram and, and Joku. It was one of the first times that we actually had several tight ends that went in the first round of many of my drafts. That doesn't happen too often. It's probably going to happen again this year with, with Font and, or with Fant and um, Hawkinson. But here you've got these tight ends that all went. I had them ranked as my 10, 11, and 12 rookies that year. Howard, 10, Ingram, 11, and Njoku, 12. So I had them all as first-round draft picks in my preseason rankings or my pre-draft rankings. Um, Howard's ADP was 9 when I had him at 10, so it was pretty close there. Njoku's ADP was 15, and I had him ranked at 11. And like I said earlier, Ingram, though, was my biggest disparity. I had him ranked as my number uh, 11 uh, Njoku was 12, and Ingram was 11, and he was actually drafted in ADP at 18. So I was particularly uh, right on Ingram, if I, if I must say so. <laughs> I had him ranked seven spots higher than his ADP that year. I remember just really loving his athleticism and his pass-catching skills. Uh, felt like he was just super athletic and was a guy that was just really going to be used down the field. He played more like a wide receiver than he did a tight end. He had the frame of a tight end, but didn't really play like a tight end. Um, but I wasn't worried about that. I know that I think that's probably why a lot of people dropped him. They thought that he was not going to be really be an every down player because he couldn't block. But I figure when, when New York drafted him, that they really drafted him with in mind, knowing what he could do and what he couldn't do. And they didn't draft him to block. They drafted him to get down the field and be more like a wide receiver down the field, particularly in the middle of the field. And he's just done great at that. So the Giants knew uh, how to use him, and I guessed on that, and I was right. I st- the thing that I love about this draft in particular, where I feel like I was right, is I still have them ranked in the exact same order. If I was to re-rank them today, I have Howard at number 11, Ingram at 12, and Njoku at 14 if I re-ranked that whole class. So I, I got the order right, um, and I was way higher on Ingram than most people were if I was to re-rank them today. Now let's talk about two things that I think I missed on and that I'm going to learn from. Uh, where I missed, I missed on Alvin Kamara. I, like I said, I had him ranked number 14 in the 2017 rookie class. 
but his ADP was 12, so it wasn't way off, but uh, just a, a few positions off. Today I would rank him actually as my number two rookie of this class, only with Christian McCaffrey ahead of him. Um, I remember just not being very high on him. Um, I didn't like the look or uh, he felt like to me like he didn't have the look or the feel of an every down back. He never was in college. And so I ranked him a little lower than most did that year. And so what I learned from this is that um, I need to be, I need to value pass catching backs, um, especially when they go to teams that, that have creative offenses and coaches. Um, that's what I've learned from this. I'm, I'm valuing pass catching um, shiftier, quicker, even smaller backs more. Um, I think I learned a bit of a lesson uh, from that year. I wasn't afraid uh, that year of Christian McCaffrey in that regard, but for some reason I was with Kamara, um, largely just because he hadn't had the workload like Christian McCaffrey had shown that he could do it day in, day, in, day out, uh, every down back. I also learned, I think, from this that when uh, NFL teams move up in the draft to get a player like Kamara, that you should take that as a cue, that uh, not only are they the creative coach that knows how to use them, uh, they trade it up because they have plans. And so I've uh, begun to really look at those things when it comes to the NFL draft and let them kind of dictate where players are going to move up or move down. Last year, for instance, because Kerryon Johnson was traded up for by the, the Lions, I moved him up because of that. I thought if they were willing to, to trade up to come get him, they have a plan for him. So that's something I learned from the 2017 draft by a way that I missed. Second miss that I had is I missed on these quarterbacks. So I mentioned already that I wasn't high on Watson and Mahomes. You didn't hear him on my top 20. What's actually bad is I actually had them ranked as my number 40 and my number 41 rookies in that class. Now, that, that was pretty far from consensus for Watson. Uh, a lot of people had him in their top 20, but not so with Mahomes. Mahomes, everyone was kind of down on, so he's the surprise for everyone. So I don't feel too much shame in that, but I definitely missed on Watson, or you could say I missed on both of them. If I re-ranked them today, I would actually have Mahomes as my number four rookie in that class, just because I got to value the running backs and the receivers so much. So I've got McCaffrey one, uh, Kamara two, Juju number three, and then I'd put Mahomes in there. If it was a two-quarterback league, it would be completely different, of course. He'd be number one, but I play in mostly or all one-quarterback leagues for me. So um, what I learned from this is that I need to be more open-minded to drafting quarterbacks that come from more like the air raid type of college offenses. Uh, for years, I had kind of put a knock on people like that, and, and that would make them move down my rookie value because I just thought it doesn't translate to the NFL. But now you've got another year of proof that Baker Mayfield has proved me wrong this last year as well. And so this year, I'm moving forward, I'm going to be more willing to change my mind after now two years of evidence that, that guys can come from these air raid offenses and become solid quarterbacks. You could even argue that the, the NFL is moving more toward that style of offense as well. And so as proof of uh, my willingness to change, I've actually moved Kyler Murray way up to my number 14 rookie in this year's class. He'd be higher if it was two quarterback, but in one quarterback league, I still don't think I'd grab him in the first round. But what I noticed from all my other drafts is that people grabbed Watson right around that one to two turn, and obviously they're very happy with it at this point. And so I want to move quarterbacks that I think uh, have great athleticism and come from offenses that, that threw the ball around everywhere. I don't want to downgrade them uh, like I used to, and I want to be willing to take them at that first and second uh, turn in one quarterback leagues. So that's some of my thoughts on the 2017 class. I really appreciate you guys giving a listen. That's a wrap for this week. My freaky friends, thanks for listening. Of, of course, always make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks.com or dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. You know what to do. Until next time, go out there.
and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.